you thought either one of us gave money to Lil Quaylen, I mean, uh, Lil Quaylen, this podcast ain't for you. That's <laughs> still not it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're still pronouncing that word, that means an internet joke. Hmm. As me, me. Come on. This podcast ain't for you. Welcome back, man. Welcome to You Mad It's a Mean Podcast, your favorite podcast, Annoying Little Cousin. <laughs> and this is your boy Chuck. <laughs> and Jordan. And we're here to talk about the shit you thought you gave a fuck about this week. Before we get into the shit that is going to be going next week, I want to talk about my last 72 hours. <laughs> Let's talk about it. All right. So, uh, get it off your chest. <laughs> I really need to. <laughs> Because I've been holding this shit in. <laughs> so, uh, Friday, I, I rarely go out now. So, back back in my heyday, I used to stay out. I used to stay getting drunk. I used to do some stupid things with my best friend and my other best friends and whatever. Thursday through Sunday. It was something <laughs> that I was doing. I used to, like, get a Ford Loco after work, drink that, and then go to the destination. Already lit. But I'm married now, and I have a baby on the way, so I try not to do as much stupid shit. Because now I have responsibilities and people that depend on me and shit. Cool. But this weekend, I was like, I'm going to get stupid. Responsibilities. Yeah. Resp- <laughs> so, uh, Jordan hit me up earlier in the week. I was like, Friday, we going to Texas Live. And I was like, okay, bet. And then somebody hit me up Saturday. And it was like, let's link up for uh, beers. I was like, bet. And then somebody hit me up for another thing to do later that Saturday. So, I had a full weekend of shit. Right. Friday comes around. I'm juiced. I'm link up with my friend. We're taking shots and shit. Getting ready to meet up Jordan. I'm out there for an hour. Was it an hour? Maybe less. (laughs) (laughs) When my friend was like, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, I'm not. And she was like, I am. And, you know, I have this little weird complex where I try to save everybody. So she walked out. And was just outside. And I was like, man, it's cold. Let me just drive home. And I decided to drive like Vin Diesel <laughs> off a Fast and Furious franchise. Because I was upset. Now, did I or did I not fuck up my car that night? I don't know. The story continues. <laughs> Saturday comes around. I meet up with uh, an old best friend, Jordan. We catch up. We have a great time. During that time, I talk a lot of shit about Jordan and her driving. We also, we should have just never left there. The both of us. That is what all three of us should have done. Is not left. Because we went in three different directions and fucked up everything. Life got a little fucked up for all of us. We learned some things. We did some things. Better together. Worse apart. And we took a selfie before we left. Yeah, what happened to that? I I forgot to post it. For it because I was gonna post it, you know, once I was hung over Sunday, but other things happened. So, through it. <laughs> me, Jordan, and our other friend, we split up, right? <laughs> so, I meet up with one of my groomsmen, he's in town. He's like, Let's turn up, cool, go to Top Golf. After that, he's like, Let's go to Deep Ellum. I haven't been to Deep Ellum in a minute, especially on a Saturday because it is uh, the Hunger Games out yeah, there. Yeah, and I'm anti Deep Ellum right now, so and if I'm not in. Right. It's very rare. So, yeah. So, if Jordan isn't around, I'm the now the next up to drive because we're responsible and everybody <laughs> else is stupid. A shout out to the third person that was at Stance. So, uh, we uh, I pick, pick him up from the hotel in Deep Ellum. Uh, we go to a parking lot. 
my friend finds a spot. Like, cool, I'm just going to make a block, and then we're going to get there. I try to make the block on Main and Hall. My car stops. Damn. It, like, I make a turn. Because in Deep Ellum, you got to drive like you the only, like you Vin Diesel. Like, you the only motherfucker out there <laughs> in my muscle car. Fuck y'all. So, I was like, you know, roll stop once. Stopped at the stop sign. Cool. Nobody come and go. And I hear a click, 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 click. Oh, my God. And then I had three other people in the car. They were like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, I don't know. Try to hit my gas. Nothing. I was like, yo, this is wild. Put my car in park, put it back in drive, nothing. Turn it off, try to turn it back on. Every time I keep turning my ignition, I forgot because, you know, I was drinking all day. This burns your starter. So then I burn my starter out. So now I'm just stuck there. We all in the car. Uh, my other friend, he his phone dies, so he can't find us. So if you know anything about Deep Ellum, he, we was by Hall and Maine. He walked all the way to the 7-Eleven at the other end of Deep Ellum. Had to find somebody, use their phone, then try to come back. And every time you're stopping people, they think he's weird because he's lit too. And he's not able to articulate. And it's Deep Ellum. And it's Deep Ellum. So anything can happen. People get shot, get killed out there, whatever. Anything is possible. Anything. Uh, so finally, I'm like, you know what, man? Y'all came in town. Like, I live here. Y'all enjoy y'all night. So it took me 20 minutes to them com- yeah, convince them. them. Just yeah. go. Yeah, it's cool. I'll wait. Whatever. So did your car just sit in the intersection? Y'all yes. push it out? No. It just <laughs> sat there. It wasn't necessarily in the intersection. It was, like, right there. You know, like, at the line. But I'm right there on the street mm. to where if somebody was trying to turn left, they can't <laughs> because my car's there. So I sit there 10, 20 minutes trying to figure out who's going to tow me. I finally get somebody. They say the tow, one twenty nine just for us to come. Hmm. Uh, and then it's uh, four dollars per mile. That's, after that, they told me my other rate. Yeah, and I was like, "All right, um, I'm in Deep Ellum. I really don't have any options right now. Y'all come get me." So I sit out there for like an hour and a half. So long. That cops pass me, don't give a fuck enough to them. Come back and say, nigga, are you sleep at the wheel? Like, what are you doing? It's some black people fucking with me. And one walk by, I was like, damn, nigga, drive. And I was like, I can't. My car fucked up. She's like, ah. <laughs> I said, bro, like, it, it's fucked up. He's like, that's what you get for fucking with them white girls. Because it was white girls in my back. And I, they was obviously drunk at this bullshit. <laughs> But one of them had a fro, and I really like black women with fro. So I was like, I love your fro. She's like, ah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And they just walked off. <laughs> Other people was laughing at me, just driving by. Damn. I sat out there. Uh, to end that story, I paid $320-something. <gasps> the friend that was with me is my insurance guy, ironically. And I'm trying to get him to try to reimburse me. That is still out there. Comes to find out. Comes to. I meant that one. Uh, <laughs> I have a hole in my motor block for what? my Hyundai. I don't know. The guy, because I got it, had it dropped off at a shop. The guy looked at it and he was like, I don't know how in the fuck this happened, <laughs> but you have a hole in your engine block. This happened at lunch today. So I'm frantic. I'm like, bro, am I finna have to buy a new car? Like, is this still under warranty? Because I've had it for, I had my car for like five, six years. Uh, like, does insurance cover this? Like, who do you call to get this fixed? Uh, but luckily since I bought like a brand new car, uh, at the time in 2015, my warranty was still over. Oof. Yeah. So I'm uh, paid a little, you know, whatever the fuck. 
to get it shipped to my dealership and they're going to fix it. Thankfully. So is that, is that like a whole new engine? More than likely. What in an ideal world, I'd rather them just say, We can't fix this. Fuck your car, come get a new Total one. Total it out. Yeah, but I, I, I got gaff insurance, so it'll work in my favor. But nah, that means they're probably gonna have to replace the engine with other things. What the fuck? And the, it doesn't even make sense. Not to say that I'm a car guy, because I'm not at all, but to put a hole in an <laughs> engine, bruh, that means either <laughs> Somebody came through and fucked me over. Or I ran over a tree and didn't know it. And I know I didn't do that. So That's wild. It's unfortunate as fuck. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. In the meantime, he was making fun of me before that because I wrecked two cars. Technically, I didn't wreck the first one. Someone ran into me. And then the car that I was driving. In the meantime, I fucked that up. I just broke a little plastic piece off a hose. It wasn't anti-freeze, as I was once told. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be fine. It's back in action. But Yeah, but I was t- popping mad shit off mm-hmm. Saturday uh, evening so uh, or afternoon or whatever. I was just talking mad shit because I'm typically the guy who fucks up cars. That's who <laughs> I was when I was younger. So finally, for a change, you know, I've been being responsible not doing anything, driving not only my regular life, but in Uber as well, and not getting into any issues. Lo and behold, God was like, we got another thing coming. Whew. Yeah. So I just wanted my, you know, little therapy session, let y'all listen to my life <laughs> session, my life shit. I feel it. I ain't got nothing positive, nothing positive to say because mm-hmm. I've just been mad just driving rental car to rental car. <laughs> Although right now I have a 2020 Expedition. That shit is lit, and I low-key don't want to give it back. Except for I'm not going to pay for this no more. Yeah, man. The, fuck a car. <laughs> I'm saying. Oh, man. So I'll, I guess I'll keep y'all updated if y'all give a fuck about my car chronicles uh, <laughs> and my little Hyundai Tucson. And see if this motherfucker make it through. Because I'm on a quest to get a Tesla. So pray for me. A quest. Yeah, man. Expensive one. Let's talk about other people that are having rough weeks. Yeah. Uh, who do you want to start with? Because if you, we can start with Quayden. Quayden is what I was trying to tell you. Little Quay Quay. (laughs) All right, uh, (laughs) let's get to the bullshit because I know some of y'all mad and y'all might get mad at what I got to say about this. But uh, let let's break down the story of Quayden. I don't know it. I told you I'm not informed. I saw a little kid crying and I didn't want to see it, nor did I care. All right, so peep here. I've I've read enough. Peep here. Little Quaden is from Australia. He is a dwarf. He has some form he of dwarf. He has dwarfism. Well, they gave it a specific. He had like. Yes, he specific. has. Um, I don't remember what the first one is, but he has a version of dwarfism. What they teach you in inclusion mm-hmm. and in inclusivity is that people are people with something. People are people with a disability, not that they are the disability. So most people don't like being called by they don't like being called handicapped they don't like being called a dwarf <laughs> they don't like being called an albino so instead of saying quaden is a dwarf you would say quaden is quaden has dwarfism yes okay all right so quaden's a dwarf no nah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so or you could just call him a little person okay uh quaden is a little person uh his mother it seems he was getting bullied at school she records him in his like frantic state. He's crying. He's losing his shit because kids were bullying him when he was getting picked up. 
uh, and he was so upset, so distraught, he says, I want to kill myself. Uh, this video goes around. Uh, there was a comedian who found the video. He reposted it because uh, he had dwarfism as well. Yeah, uh, he has the like the same kind. Is with dwarfism. No. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> and so. You know what? I give up. Call him whatever you want to call him. Bet. So uh, the comedian is with the dwarfism and. Uh, don't say, he I don't decided, want you to say nothing else. <laughs> he the comedian relates. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, and he decided to start a GoFundMe uh, to fund little Quaden to go to Disney World. Uh, I just checked not too long ago, and it's at 700000 I thought it was at four. I, what? <laughs> yeah, my bad. Uh, the initial goal was ten k. They wanted ten thousand dollars. He has four hundred and seventy thousand dollars to go to the moon now. To the moon. He can go wherever the fuck he wants to go. To 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 the moon. I don't know that one. That's RuPaul. Oh, okay. Uh, so then, of course, the internet never lets anything live. They never let you be successful. Uh, they start doing research on Lil Quaden, and they. Find videos of him dressed in Gucci, him flashing money, uh, in front of a, a like a at an eighteen birthday. Yeah, I don't know if it was balloons or a sign or a cake or what. Uh, he was in a. I read, didn't see it. He was in a kid's Audi. It looked like a baby Audi. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a little, <laughs> you know, like the little car. <laughs> Like the a Barbie power car. wheels. Yes, I always but, wanted one. My mom always told me I was too big for it. His was an Audi, <laughs> and so he was in that chilling. I wanted a Barbie Jeep so bad. Flexing, uh, and everything on his personal Instagram uh, hyped up his lifestyle, it made it seem like he shouldn't have been bullied. He should be one of the bulliers. <laughs> and so, why does anybody have to be bullied? I'll get to it in a minute. Okay. Uh, it's a dog eat dog world. <laughs> wait, just wait on it. Okay. Uh, so now he has deactivated his Instagram. Uh, it looked like he's keeping the money, but uh, now like his fine ass sister comes out. Look, let's take a break. Look, Quaid and sister fine as shit. <laughs> Sidebar. Y'all just put in Quaid and sister, and it's instantly gonna come up. She's Instagram gold. She ain't made it there yet. <laughs> Uh, but his aunt comes out and defends him. Uh, you know, his mother says, you know, these videos of him like flashing money. That was for the uh, Australian fire relief. Uh, and everything on his Instagram isn't what it appears. Yeah, they had an explanation for everything. Yeah, like, no, no, no. It's not what it looks like. So half of the Internet was like, you know, donating to the cause. Well, it was really weird because it was like, oh, it how the internet works it was a wave of y'all look at this baby this is so sad this is the problem now because there is an issue with youth suicide right now yeah in yeah, general yeah. and so and the fact that he actually said it i kept seeing the screen grab of like him crying and like looking up at the camera and i was like i have no need to see this right yeah. now and um and he weirdly looked dirty like he was rolling in something because what my thing is oh i'm getting reckless uh my thing is when i see videos especially when they're uh, like back to back to back to back, like some viral. I don't want to look at it because you've said it before, like a knee jerk reaction or whatever. I just let it go. So I think that was a combination of his complexion, because you saw the pictures where he was normal. Yeah, because they are Aboriginal. 
is what I read. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. So this is the part where I said I'm not informed, but I'm pretty sure they are. What's the Especially Aboriginal? looking at his sister. It's like natives okay. to Australia. Hey, who okay, almost cool, got cool. like completely killed out, like per any usual of course, the white folks come came, through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't like who they're colonized through yeah, their nasty out the prisoners paint. out there and left them to die. For sure, I get it. Um, so that and he was like sweaty because it was like after school and he was distraught. And he probably got beat up, is what happened. His mom said he was getting pushed down, right? Is so that, that makes it, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, him she looking said dirty. she pulled up and saw it happen. Yeah. Uh, so that makes sense. Then everybody was debating: is he really eighteen or is he nine? Yeah, because he was shown at a birthday party that seemed as though it was his birthday, of, and it was like an 18-year-old birthday. This is, I read stuff, didn't look at anything. Mm-hmm. I read articles, so I didn't actually see the pictures or the videos that people were talking about. And um, the aunt came out because she said that was her son's 18th birthday party that he was at, mm. is what she said. And then she said that he's fanning the money out like that because he was so proud of himself and... um whatever fundraiser was they did for fire relief. Yeah, and they said he was hot or something. <laughs> but okay, cool, whatever. Uh, so that was what I was going to say was that was the second wave was. It was the first wave was, look at this kid. This is so sad. Then it was like, a, there's a GoFundMe because of course there's a GoFundMe. Of course. And then the next wave was, look at y'all dumbasses. Y'all so stupid for donating money, blah, 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 blah. Go ahead, because I also have an opinion about that in a general sense. Now, uh, okay. get into your thesis statement. Number one, when I first heard the story, my thing is, it. I get that uh, someone with a disability is kind of easy pickings for children, mm-hmm. but the overall bubble statement is some people get bullied. Mm-hmm. To me, that's just the way, the circle of life. Some people get fucked with. Now, if it gets to the point to where it's like, I'm going to kill myself, that's another thing. Like, that's something where you need to, like, sit down with counselors. You need to figure out the culture of the, the school uh, and the students and, you know, kind of check it. But if they picking picking on you, nigga, you better come back with these Jones because mm-hmm. I had friends that brought me to tears just for the fuck of it when I was younger. Like, it, it is what it is. It makes you better. It keeps you quick on your feet. It teaches you life isn't fucking fair. And I kind of think he knew he was getting recorded and he tried to embellish some shit. He played it up because he saw his mama over there. Exactly. So (laughs) not not the actual him getting beat up or them rolling him over, doing whatever the fuck that was doing with him. The fact that she... Oh, she had the camera Camera, yeah. And then he was like, I'm going to kill myself. Like, I don't think that's the case. Now, I I can't speak on it, but I'm going to. It it just seemed kind of bullshit. It did seem a little like staged. Yeah. Yeah. And then just the fact that the GoFundMe came up and it just took off because everybody has gotten bullied in their life. So everybody wants to donate. But four hundred fucking thousand dollars. <laughs> what the fuck is he going to do with that? If Where's, he doesn't if, donate. Why, sip, why is is there not a cap on GoFundMe? Can no. you not say we made it? The only the only time I've seen a cap is if some fraudulent shit goes on, like if the donation cause you're going for isn't true, then GoFundMe comes in and then they'll kind of like relinquish everything. I've seen it. There was a homeless man uh, that had a GoFundMe page going and the couple that started it was taking the money from him and they kind of fucked him over. And so, yeah, GoFundMe ended up like... Doggy dog world. Exactly. (laughs) Bullet. That's the fuck you get. Uh... So I don't think they'll cap it until 
he's ready to cap it. I mean, okay. Interesting. But, bruh, if he doesn't donate at least 75% of all proceeds to people with disabilities or dorphinism. Or fire relief, because the fires are still going. Yeah, or some in Australia. Something, because... You got that's bullshit. Why in the fuck he's bullying the internet by making them pay his fucking little cry ass tears? Is it him or is it the adults around him? It could be a little bit of both. Or is it him because he is an adult? Exactly. Or he could be eighteen and he's just playing us all. Oh, I, I just I don't get it. Oh, for one, up. here here was. That is all well and good, whatever. Like, if if he did play the internet, I mean, people get away with shit all the time. Yeah. So, go ahead, I guess. Like, I guarantee your karma's coming back to you if that's the case. Yeah. Like, something bad is going to happen with that money. It's gonna or maybe life situation. just gave him a bad, you know. Yeah, or maybe this is this. break for having to deal with what he's about to have to deal with, yeah. <laughs> deal with for the rest of his life. But the other thing that irritated me was, A, the people that donated to it. Because <laughs> I just would. Why? Like, y'all, I don't know. The answer to bullying is go to Disney World. That isn't going to solve anything. Anything. And then B, the people who shame the people for spending their money. So they want to be stupid, let them be stupid. It was people posting the, like, articles where, like, people were calling him out for supposedly being an actor uh, and pretending he was actually 18 and whatever. And it was, like, all the, like, facts. And people were, like, so proud with themselves to like make fun of these people or like call them out for wanting to do something nice. If someone wants to be nice and be gullible and fall for something, like shut up. I'm tired of looking at all y'all. It's a circle of bullying. Like we could put up a chart, <laughs> a little equating that starts the trolls, that starts the people who donate, who then bring up the trolls again. This episode is now a drinking game too. Go back every time you hear the word bully and take a drip. Go ahead. <laughs> take, take a sip. 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 <laughs> it, uh, man, it's bullshit. It was just a lot, and like I hope, whatever this is, whatever the outcome, like of course it's like positive. I don't know. I just didn't care from the beginning, and now I really don't care. If you're a child, we've had this discussion. I know three or four times, or whatever. If you're a child, you're going to get bullied. Mm-hmm. Things are going to suck sometimes, and people sometimes, aren't going to like you. Yeah. And sometimes as a parent, and I, you know, who knows how long this has been going on or what they've been dealing with. And maybe the mom was finally at her wits end and yeah. been trying to get this things done and was like, you know what? Clearly it's going to take something drastic for me to get some kind of change around this bad boy. Mm-hmm. But um, I just feel like there should be some sort of conversation being had with like how to handle the negative emotions and things like that. Because you and I have both been new kids at schools. Yeah. Where kids are ruthless and yeah. at those ages where kids don't give a shit. And I don't know what you were like. I was chubby as hell. Yeah. Which just sets you up for a whole different level of failure. Big facts. By the time I left that school, I had friends everywhere because I was kind of taught like you're going to get made fun of if you don't <laughs> get it you together. You got to get, get lost. And also, I want to clarify, when I say bully, I'm not talking about a motherfucker coming up and beating you up or somebody like degrading you to the fact where you feel worthless. I'm talking about the simple teasing, mm-hmm. the, you know, your mama jokes, the, mm-hmm. the playing the dozens, you being able to, you know, talk shit back and forth as a kid talking about that shit, not the shit that got Jimmy killed or the, the other shit. That's like the fucked up shit Or Damn. What was like kids putting broomsticks in people, other kids ass oh. that, I'm not talking about that. That's not bullying. That is assault and you should go to the police. Yeah. I'm talking about the shit that 
We do now. You get bullied at your fucking job all the fucking time. Man, let me tell you. Exactly. (laughs) Bullying don't stop. When you turn 18, motherfucker, it just transfers to another thing. Mm-hmm. My boss bullied so me do into need, doing yeah, a project you do the other need to day. Prepare children for like doing that. Real life. Now here's on the other side of that. Here's something that we've talked about a lot is that these kids have a whole different level of, of bullying. bullying. Yeah. With the internet and the things that they're exposed to, and the thing and the ways in which they can, the levels to which they can take a joke and make people feel yeah. is insane to the point where because at least. Back in the day, you could leave and get a reprieve from the situation. Mm-hmm. You could go home and not have to deal with it. But now, and I mean, they're nine, so they may be on the internet, maybe not. I don't know. Well, obviously, if he had an Instagram. <laughs> True. So now it's a 24-7 barrage of bullying. <laughs> yeah. So the shit that you used to be able to get away from, you can't get away from it now. And you're listening and having to hear it. All the time, which there should be some version where you, you're removing your child from that and whatever. And on also, raise your kids to not be assholes. Yeah. Like, tell your kids, like, I knew, I knew that if I went to school and, like, not to say I didn't bully anybody at any point in my life. I definitely had at some point, for sure. And there are moments where you, like, like have these, like, power struggles where you, like, do shit to, like, make yourself feel better. And then you learn from it in the end. But I never felt like if I was mean to somebody and a teacher told my parents that my parents would back me up. My parents would have been like, what is your problem? I would have been in mad trouble, like, like super trouble. But a lot of these kids don't have any discipline at home whatsoever. Like the teacher comes and tells them something and the parents go, well, what are you doing wrong? Yeah. They don't, there's no accountability for anything. So there's a lot of factors that play in here that like, and it's the same thing, like the culture of the school, the parents, the teachers, everything has to like, something has to give. Right. But what's going on now is like not going to work on the flip side of everything, just like a devil's advocate. But also this kid gonna get is going to be teased his entire life. I mean, it's kind of a layup. If you're a <laughs> fucked up person, you're going to the, the easiest thing you're going to say is, oh, you know, to be politically woke, you have dwarfism. But they're going to call him, like, the M-word and shit. Like, it's the layup for him to... Like, bruh, for example... And also the internet can't rescue from all your problems. Exactly. Get the fuck off the internet if you don't want to be, you know, joked with. But uh, when I was in high school, I had gaps in my teeth, whatever. I talked loud, whatever. So, you know, if you wanted to talk shit and I was insecure, the easiest thing you could do is bring up my teeth. (laughs) <laughs> Talk about my smile, whatever, whatever. I had one of my shout out to Vincent. I know he ain't never gonna listen to this. <laughs> Vincent used to talk shit about my mouth for two and a half hours, and what he had his own demons, and I would talk shit about his deep <laughs> for two and a half hours. And the joke used then it would be who could say the most fucked up shit to make the other person shut up. Mm-hmm. I would typically win, but he'd get me every once in a while, and I'd get in my feelings. And yeah, I don't she got to real people. rude in high school. Yeah, for real. It, with a lot of people, if to, that, hold on, wait. To this day, we all have this moment at some point in school. But to this day, I will never forget this one time that I was in the bathrooms at Northside Elementary in Waxahachie in fifth grade. I walked in. And this girl told me, I'll never forget this because I had no, I had no comeback. I didn't know what to say. I just walked back out the bathroom because <laughs> she said, um, 
do you have any butter? And I said, what? And she said, do you have any butter? And I was like, what do you mean? And she kept doing it and giggling and every girl in the bathroom kept giggling. And I was like, what are you talking about? And finally she was like, I'm just trying to see if you have any butter for all them rolls. And Ooh. I was like, God. Damn. <laughs> and I never forget it. Grade level. I forget it forever. I remember it forever. Because that was the year that I got like super bullied at that school to a point where the counselor had to come to our class. They tried to get me kicked out of school because I was defending myself. And then the counselor came and used two of the insults that had been used against me as an example of why we shouldn't bully. And I was like, bitch, this don't make me feel better. You missed a hanky joyous from South Park? Yes. <laughs> okay. Here's what she actually did. She had a fucking physical representation because this kid kept calling me Slim Slow because he like got on a rant one day and was like, you need some Slim Fast. Actually, Slim Fast ain't even going to work for your ass. You need some Slim Slow. Whoa. This bitch got a box of Slim Fast and put Slow over the Fast logo and <laughs> Then used one of my insults thinking that was going to fucking matter. And was like, what do you see when you look at these? And then tried to use it as conversation. And I was like, what I see is I'm being bullied by the counselor in front of my class. I had to go to the counselor like three times that year. Wait, no, hold on. You telling me you got fucked with in school. The teacher came and brought the physical... Physical representation. Carrot top choice. You got Mr. Hanky and carrot top. <laughs> I'm still mad. I'm bullying Jordan right now. And this is, this is full certainty. I'm still mad. And she had something that I had been calling him, but it oh, wasn't man. as good because my comebacks were not good. And no one laughed as hard as they did when she pulled that fucking Slim Slow box out. <laughs> I'll never forget it. And then trying to ask me why I'm calling him, trying to kill him and shit. Because I want to beat this motherfucker ass. I went after that little, that little boy with a kickball so one time. No way. I just I was determined to take his head off of one of them big rubber kickballs. Yeah. Oh, he used to make me so mad. The counselor took time out of her day to buy some Slim Fast if she didn't have it already. Make some logos and put slow over it. That's so petty. That's why her classroom smell like corn nuts all the time. Hey, I bet. She should have been drinking some of the Slim Fast she was trying to make you. <laughs> to show the class. That's fucked up. Either way, that shit sticks. And it, it stays with you. But it builds character, uh, I feel. I bet I, I ain't never drank a bottle of Slim Fast <laughs> in my life. It's just one of the things. It's what we all, I feel like, should go through. Even if you're the top dog, the alpha of your group, there is somebody that fucks with you from time to time. If it's a teacher or whatever, uh, I'm not one of the motherfuckers that's like, everybody should be da, 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 da. like, no, sometimes shit sucks. Sometimes mm -hmm. people suck. Sometimes you have a bad day, you take the shit out. Shouldn't be some reoccurring uh, and it shouldn't be aggressive to call someone to want to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, but quit being a fucking baby. Get off the internet sometime. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, yeah, but if you donate it, uh... time to shame. Time to shame you. I mean, I just it's, don't understand what you thought shit. was gonna do. What did your What was your money gonna solve? It's shit that goes. I'm. I am one of these people. It is shit going on in your backyard that you blatantly ignore. Yeah. And you decide to Absolutely. donate to the dwarf in Australia. I'm, yeah. Or the stripper that? that breaks her jaw. Yeah. And if you donate to both of them, exhale right now. <laughs> because that means your priority is all over the place. 
That means you give a fuck about broken strippers <laughs> and people suffering with bu- are bully dwarfs. Like that, <laughs> that is too much. You have too much money. Mm-hmm. And if BHM didn't get any, uh, BHL, Black Lives Matter, whatever. Yeah. The struggle. BHM uh, is Black History Month. BLM is Black Lives Matter. Donate to both of them. How about that? I was in a rant and my acronyms in line up. even better, go find someone even more local to you. Yeah. A shelter, a cause, a food bank. There are things around you. If you just want to throw money at something, there are things around you that could use that money. And what if, even better, find out physically what they need and buy that and take that to them. What if this is the next level of viral? What if shit gets so crazy and you want to be so on top of like the next trend? Not only do you have to repost, but you have to like give to whatever you're <laughs> sharing. Because this is back to back. This is literally what three weeks a month within each other. Mm-hmm. The stripper, we don't know her name, but uh, Broken Betty, <laughs> that was at Ecstasy, got a bag from not only GoFundMe, but Wendy Williams. We talked about that. And now little Quaalude that Bill Cosby dumped in people. Okay, whatever. Uh, Bill, I mean, uh, little Quaden has gotten a massive bag that he gets to buy a park at Disney World now. <laughs> Rent the whole thing for exactly. Just he can. He's buying a piece of the Star Wars shit they're building, or Avengerland, or whatever. <laughs> this is bullshit. I don't know. I would just really, really make it. <laughs> Do some research and make an informed decision about where you're just dropping yeah. money off at. And and try to make it, you know, some local. Quit giving up. But you know what? If you just feel like it, you know, whatever. Just it seems a little dumb. Yeah. But I'm also not going to scream about it on the internet. I don't really care. Yeah, I didn't post anything about it. <laughs> I just seen it. I was like, God damn. Idiots. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk a little sports? A little thing? A little well, few things? First, we can talk about the memorial for Kobe. That's sports. That's yeah. where I was going. Uh, rest in peace. I mean, I watched a few of the clips, but I'm not good with funerals. Uh, I knew. I was I was real emotional today. I was watching. Have you heard of The Good Place? Mm-hmm. The last season, I was my eyes were welt. I watched all that <laughs> in the last two days. I almost cried like 10 times. <laughs> Shout out to Kristen Bell and those people over there. I love her. Ted Danson. That's the old white man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was real good. This show is amazing. So, once when they was wrapping everything up, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was really fucking me up. So, I knew I would be like that with the uh, funeral. And- yeah, I don't really, I don't tend to watch celebrity memorials because it's um, a really complicated emotion, in my opinion. Because already people are selling memorabilia from it. Of course. It just stresses me out, which I know is just like, it's a necessary evil for like people to be able to pay their respects and feel like they can process their grief however they need to, especially for someone who meant so much to so many people. But imagine if the Kobe Bryant art was the, the GG and Bryant foundation is what it is now. Sure. Imagine if they don't sell at least the books that came from the funeral. <laughs> imagine a resale of that. Mm. That's $400,000. You equating right now. <laughs> If you get your hands on one of the books, because I seen it looked like real official, like real, mm-hmm. looked like a fucking yearbook. Yeah. Just with pictures of uh, Kobe and Gigi. So, yeah. Beyonce performed. She performed yeah. a song and she said Kobe loved. She was decked out, nails and everything. Mm-hmm. 
um, Vanessa's speech was really touching. I read it. I didn't watch it. I don't know. Something about audio <laughs> makes it a lot more real. Yeah. And like harder for me to get through without it being like really and sad. And you can tell. I watched uh, Shaq and uh, Jordan because Shaq is one of my favorite athletes of all time. And Jordan uh, is fucking Michael Jordan. And it was just interesting because I knew they had a relationship. But I didn't know like it was close enough for Mike, you know, yeah. to go up and, and I speak. definitely uh, read some quotes from that. And yeah. that was interesting for sure. And I tweeted about this one. If Jordan felt like he had to say, he Kobe got me crying up here. I know I'm going to be another meme. <laughs> if y'all take Kobe's face from this funeral and make it a meme, I'm done with the internet. Kobe or Jordan? Jordan. I mean, it's yeah. A, it's too late. It's already happened. Again? Yes. They did, did not the old one from the no, Hall of Fame. Been, they've this been one? sharing his crying face all day. Why? It, Here's my question. Why can't Michael Jordan find a damn tissue? Yeah, because he was why snotty, snotty. Why did they have to just like fall down his face? His like eyes, that? his nose. He looked like. that's Because that was the problem with the other one is you can see clear tear tracks. So it looks extra downtrodden. He looked like a Honda Civic Get getting out the car Get yourself a handkerchief, wash. my guy. It was bad. A but pocket square. This one isn't. Because I feel like memes, it's, you know, don't be the next meme, whatever. But it it's only funny when it's, like, ironic or something crazy or you didn't expect it or, like, random. Not something intentionally sad. I don't see, like, memes that are sad. Like, he's grieving because he lost his little brother. Why make this funny now? I can't think of another he, that's what fucked the internet up, like, does. something intentionally sad. Not Jordan crying for the Hall of Fame, because that's the original meme. He was at the yeah. Hall of Fame induction, mm-hmm. he started crying. Uh, I'm thinking of, like, the little black dude who's calling the police or whatever at the police convention. Any meme I could think of that is, like, stuck <laughs> in meme time is either just some random, some crazy, but not sad. Can yeah. you think of one? Hmm? Can you think of one? No, I'm talking my head right now, no. If you listen and you think of a sad meme that is viral forever, let us know. Because I can't think of one. And I don't think there is one. <laughs> so we can't let Jordan be the first. Well, I think it's a little too late. That's fucked up. I'm done with the internet. <laughs> the internet gonna do what the internet gonna do. Take me out. And the fact that he felt the need to mention it in his speech. Because he knew. Yeah, that, that's another thing about funerals. It's so sad and everything is, you know. You're trying to mourn and grieve, but then, especially if you're like someone that was close to him or like a friend, a best friend, whatever, you want to say something funny or kind of like to lighten the mood. So both Shaq and Jordan did that. Uh, yeah. And there's also, and this is just in general for famous people and not famous people, speaking of people that are close to the person, there's kind of a pageantry to it that it's like the worst time of your life where you want. For people to be staring at you, but people are going to be staring at you mm-hmm. regardless because you're going to be in the front next to the casket. You might have to talk. You might not. People are going to be watching you and seeing how you're reacting. Just is sucky. But it's another one of them things where you just have to you just have to deal with it and let yeah, it make you better. Up. Yeah, and especially if, you know, I'm sure it was maybe Vanessa came up to him and asked if they want to speak. Or mm-hmm. That would make sense. But Jimmy, it was Jimmy Kimmel. Jordan, Shaq, Beyonce. Oh, and then it was Diana. It was a few other Diana Taurasi, I think, spoke. Mm-hmm. But it, I, don't. I read the quote from Vanessa that said that um, 
God knew that Gigi or God knew that Kobe couldn't be on this earth without Gigi, so he took them both. That I was like, yeah, I don't need to watch it because I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm calling bullshit. Damn. But okay. <laughs> so Kobe. So we're just all gonna ignore the fact that Kobe had four daughters. But now Gigi is the favorite. Was Gigi the favorite before? And then is that okay as a parent? So I think for them, him and Gigi definitely had the the tightest bond because they they were together literally all the time. And it's not so much about being a favorite or loving a child more than that or not, but you're gonna have one that's gonna be a mama's baby. You're gonna have one that's gonna be a daddy's baby. Like I guess I ain't none of that for. I, I <laughs> guess this, my mom has a favorite. I I've been messing with my mom about that concept for a while like you have a favorite it is (laughs) ex-child i'm a daddy's girl for sure and it's something me and my mom have argued about my entire life it's not intentional and i don't feel like there's any love lost but there's definitely times where it's just you can just tell like who goes to who and i don't think it's about xing out the other daughters it's just is what it is they were literally with each other all the time and they shared the same passion therefore you bond a little tighter like, literally, the number one passion in his life outside of his family was basketball. And yeah. she was about to be the one of the next phenoms. I, I, I don't know. That word is just weird to me. It, I, I, you got four kids. I don't have any yet. But if I had multiple, I wouldn't want my daughter to leave with me, period. Like, I'd rather go, even if we were the exact same. She started a podcast and had an Xbox and did whatever. Oh my God. I'm just saying, like, if <laughs> my daughter was my twin, like, I would want her to But do you think that your continue. mom loves your other brother more than the rest of y'all? I plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't you say love more, no of course. Love lost, you just feel like... They have similar interests. And he gets away with more and, like... Yeah. Because of similar interests. Whatever. Cool. But then... Don't say, I don't want my stepdad to get on the podium and say, if she had to go, my little brother had to go too. Well, we're also taking a singular phrase out of context of the entire speech. I'm bullying. It just, God damn it. I, it just was really sweet to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one hell of a statement. It was a hell of a statement. I'm just, you know. She also officially filed, me. supposedly, I didn't actually back check fact that check this up but she found she followed a lawsuit for wrongful deaths with the helicopter and the i pilot. thought she was going to say something like she was filing for divorce or something i was just like holy How? shit Charles. that's what i was gonna have I mean, <laughs> multiple questions she's a widow it's till death do us part i guess it's over uh <laughs> cool might as well might as well wow why go for money when i'm sure kobe had nike if I ever deal with Nike, I'm I'm sure she's not gonna be hurting for money for the rest of her life. But I guess maybe that's just closing a chapter. Maybe so. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, however she deals with the the loss. Maybe I, that's the only way to get it investigated on what happened. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this is something with life insurance. Maybe so. Imagine life insurance policy on Kobe. Twenty four million. All right, well, we officially <laughs> crushed that all the since. 
Speaking of crush, uh, Nick Fury, or Nick Fury, Tyson Fury beat uh, Deontay Wilder. Yeah, just bring that out. After and, all that. And I was rooting for Fury uh, the night before I was talking to uh, one of our friends. We were talking about the fight, and I was like, Fury going to beat his ass. So explain to me, I guess, I because I had no interest. I knew it was happening. Then it happened. I was like, well, it's in front of me. I might as well watch it. Right. And then it was over. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'll probably never think about this again. Uh, I'm not a big about. fight fan. Yeah. But when did um, Wilder become Black Panther? Oh, with the mask? He's always done the mask. Well, okay. Because I felt like after the fact, there was a lot of people that were kind of equating like him to... Oh, I thought you were talking about his ringside. Okay, so... We'll talk about that. But no, in general, him being like the representation. What what they, what they the internet number one likes to do at any time, black <laughs> against white, they obviously, you know, always bet on black is what my mom says. Uh and Deontay Wilder, to this day, to this day, mm-hmm. you remember that? He did that, and that was a reaction from, uh, I think they was asking about, like, police and justice or something like that. Okay, that was what I was trying to figure out, because yeah. I, don't, I don't keep up with fighting whatsoever. So, Is, ever since does then... Does he do activism? No. Oh. <laughs> he just a motherfucker that be knocking people the fuck out. Oh, okay. But he's not, like... I don't think there's any fighter that's like, unless you're like Muhammad fucking Ali. Yeah. Like, are, you know, those OGs, the people who were on the front lines of the civil rights and shit. There's no fighter that I can think of that voices their opinions like on a Kaepernick level or right. like it makes, makes it their duty. I was just trying to figure out if I was missing an extra piece or if this no, was just No, people a, are just weird. Because people were like really offended to see black people... Uh, supporting Fury before and after the fact. It's because he was black, and you just want the black person to win. It's a okay. black thing. I, I, I can't explain <laughs> it. But ever since, I'm going to try for the white listeners. Welcome to February. Uh, exactly. BHM. <laughs> Got it right that time. Uh, when you from, from the day you were born, if you have black parents, they always instill, go for what you know. Go for <laughs> your color. Go for even underdog, whatever. If they're going against somebody. Like that uh, Issa Rae meme. Who are you looking to see win? Everybody black. Exactly. <laughs> That's it, it, what you want to do. So even if you're not a fan of uh, boxing, whatever, uh, you're going to want uh, Deontay Wilder to win. But Nick, I keep wanting to say Nick Fury for <laughs> fucking Avengers. Uh, Tyson Fury is a better boxer and always has been a better boxer than Fury. He then, looks like uh, one of the thumbs from Spy Kids. But he will fuck you up. <laughs> Just like the thumbs did in Spy Kids. <laughs> but uh, Wilder is wild. He had that punch and he was knocking people the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But Fury was undefeated too. Mm-hmm. Like they both had their one tie. So they had to meet eventually. Yeah. And you know. Somebody had to lose. Yeah. And Fury's excuses were fucking ridiculous. And I'm here. If I, I was here for the down my shell shit. Go ahead and get your CTE while, you, while you're still young, son. I liked it. Um, Yeah, die on my shield. It sounded like you said shell. Yeah, so... Like uh, a turtle. Wilder came out, and he did say that Fury won that fight. Like, he did that. Yeah, and, the uh, better man won. Gave him his compliments, but said two things. Said that his legs were dead from his costume from walking into the stadium, and that he... 
wished that his um, assistant trainer would not have called it. Yeah. And that he understands why he did because the interviewer that was talking about it was like, well, he was kind of doing that in your best interest. And he was like, I told him I want to die in the ring. Yeah. God. If if you're that dedicated to your craft, like it's people in, because I'm a bigger fan well, of Well, that's UFC. what he said. He said, because I, I said I was going to kill him. Yeah. So I got to be ready to do the same thing. Right. If I'm not going to be That is one. pure gladiator <laughs> fucking Greek Roman nigga let's get it this is sparta then i i fuck with it i like the fact that uh fury licked him because he said he wanted blood like dog heavyweight fighting they are animals here's the thing i always think about after shit like that because then you go watch them go be in the locker room and shit for the next hour is the women that are (laughs) at their side when they get there and it's like you deal with this person on a day-to-day basis yeah and almost all fighters of any sort are psychotic they have cte they're well that too but like they're just strange and i always just look at the women because they're always beautiful of course because they are and (laughs) I'm just like, what What? Did, what do y'all do in your spare time? <laughs> what kind of conversations do y'all have? Well, Pete, if you're going out and you're dating somebody and they say they're a boxer, you know what you're signing up for. These people aren't regular. There isn't not now fighter professionally and successful that's regular. <laughs> they're all fucking weird in mm-hmm. some shape, form, or fashion. So it's kind of what you sign up for. Just like if I'm sure there's not too many regular entertainers. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a part of your DNA. If you want to be, if you want to express yourself and make a livelihood off of your pure uh, physical prowess, it has to be, there's probably some shit not clicking. <laughs> if you just want to use your hands to make a living and you're not a plumber, <laughs> come on, son. It goes back to Greek shit. You were just... an entertainer. Who that's stressful. Fighting lions and shit. So stressful. That's what I was looking at. Because did he end up getting... Was his eardrum ruptured or no? They haven't came back. But he did go to the uh, ER afterwards. And he did get his ear treated. But they don't know if it was a ruptured eardrum or not. But the uh, people who were kind of looking at the fight said it was more than likely a busted eardrum. Because his equilibrium seemed off. Yes. During the fight. It did. He was... He was walking around like he got his bell rung. Like Martin, uh, do you ever see the <laughs> the one when he was fighting uh, Tommy Hitman? <laughs> Those memes were ever everywhere. So that's basically what it was. Mm. It was Hitman Hearns. Well, we'll see. And he already wants. He's going to enact a clause to get a rematch. Yeah, he said, which is based on the, the costume issue. You're a professional athlete. Your body is your machine. You work out eight days a week, 25 hours a day. (laughs) And if you can't walk maximum 300 yards with those extra weights, it it didn't even seem like from the side to the ring to the locker was 300, maybe 200 yards. You can't do that. What? (laughs) I don't know. What are you doing? I don't know. Why even very, fight? It was a silly thing, but I mean, you know, do your thing. Making excuses, what it seemed like. I guess me. if you're that evenly matched, he feels like any little tiny thing is enough. Well, that kind of goes to like the, the same thing in like track where we run with the wind and yeah, and like does the score count or not because the wind was blowing and 
once you're at that level of athleticism, there's only so much that's going to be, I guess. You look for all the excuses. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now the new the new one is excuses. Yeah. <laughs> Bullying and excuses. <laughs> that's who really got bullied. Fuck Quayle. <laughs> <laughs> that was a seven round ass whooping. Got Ooh. bullied from the Ruta to the Tudor. <laughs> to this day. Yeah, you did, dummy. Got two hands, two pads. <laughs> Knock a nigga shit loose. Uh, I'm talking all this shit, but if that nigga was in my face, I would be psyched. <laughs> I wouldn't say shit. Hello, 911. <laughs> I'd like to report this bullying. I'm getting bullied. God damn me. I'll be quelling for real. I just want I the internet to myself. see what happens <laughs> on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> I want to kill myself. Stop. <laughs> We're fucked up individuals. Oh, oh well. Uh, so we there's got... two wild things on the internet this week. Uh, okay. One was this man in... Michigan got arrested for kidnapping a white lady and holding her in his basement and making oh, her watch Roots, Roots. Yeah. <laughs> because of her racism. I heard that. And it was just so wild. And I, <laughs> How did he find out she was racist? That's what I... There was no other story. And I need to know the backstory because she had to have done something fucked up. <laughs> I'm trying to piece the story together. So he got so mad, so upset. Fuck her. I'm going to kidnap this bitch. I'm going to make her watch the most important historical movie in the African American. What is that? Is that Tyler Perry? What if he got her down there and she was like, but I've already seen Roots. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, ain't it like 12 versions of that shit? Then you got a quiz on which Roots it is to watch. It's the one with the breath from reading Rainbow. We talking about the re- remix version. The one they put on PBS not too long ago. <laughs> it was just so interesting. And then just <laughs> such a poignant time. Maybe he's Dirt just Black really feeling it. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was really, it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Hope she's okay. If you get and I kidnapped, hope she learned something. Yeah, if you get kidnapped, you playing into it, try to get your freedom, like they did on Roots, <laughs> <laughs> or you screaming and yelling. He now faces charges of first degree harassment and false imprisonment. Because I don't think he actually bound her up. He actually just threatened her and told her he would kill her if she tried to get up. Bitch, you watching all forty eight hours of this shit? You move, I'll kill you. Yeah, no one has any other details on it. That's the Django movie I want to see. Quentin Tarantino needs to make this a movie is what I'm saying. That actually is an interesting point. <laughs> yeah. Or um, Peel. Yeah. Jordan one, Peel. I couldn't think of his first yeah. name. One of the two drastic fucking <laughs> directors we have needs to make this a movie where you kidnap white people and you make them unracist. <laughs> And then send them back out in the world. And then it could even throw in like a saw element where it's like you need to choose right. Like you give them some crazy <laughs> or scenario. trivia about certain things, yeah. just black trivia in general. And then they'll have like their right foot in the in the little thing. And if they don't get like 
Why did Kunta get his foot chopped off? You don't know? Bow! <laughs> now you got the, the Kunta Kente foot. <laughs> or, uh, you know, you can play around with it. I, I gave you, that was a little, well, that was free. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> now when that script come out, just give I'm, me an EP. My credit. Yeah. Trying to get my IMDB. Appreciate you. I just thought that was interesting and worth mentioning. And then the other thing which you were showing me, but I think I had already seen it, is um, sometimes white people actually are interested in what you got going on. Mm-hmm. The video of the lady that pulled up next to the guy in the car. Oh. And he thought that she was about to come mess with him, which is what everybody thought. Yeah. Watching the first 15 seconds of the video, you just knew it was about to be a... a cookout Kathy or whatever situation and instead she was like um why'd you stop playing your music I'd like for you to turn it up please right and then starts jamming in the car I had to stop watching it though because it made me it reminded me of how my mama dances to music and it stressed me out (laughs) we're we're calling her turnt up Tammy it looked like turnt up Tammy was with her husband because it was in a, a pickup truck and it looked like it was a pickup truck or a big SUV it looked like he went in there to like grab some beer or something she had five too many uh, things of wine at whatever uh, Applebee's it was at, and she she fucks with the rap music, but she don't accept it. Like tell her husband about it, so she be, <laughs> she be knowing about little boosting and shit. That's who we really need to talk about. Okay, fuck Tammy. You're right, because I did want to bring this up too. Okay, I have a I knew it was I, there was a note that I wanted to bring up too about last week in the conversation we had about Dwayne Wade because. Um, a lot of times our conversation crossover between talking about um, trans as an issue and gay as an issue for youth, they're not the same thing. Sexuality and gender are not the same thing. But in the South, it's really hard to differentiate. And so what we kept talking about are the different debates and conversations and arguments that we've had with people. So we do kind of cross over a little bit, not intentionally. And like, that's the other thing. Like I kept seeing people talk about it this this week some more and I was like but and I kept thinking like because they kept talking about him being gay and I was like he or she sorry but she's not she's not saying she's gay she literally said thought I was gay that's actually not what this is I'm trans so to clarify uh Zaya uh is saying that she's a woman or a young girl Mm -hmm. and if she is attracted to men that makes her straight. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the South will get get with that ever, not ever, ever. Because they instantly just see boy says girl. Well, and, and for one, they'll gay. never recognize her as a girl, that and too. they'll never re- recognize her as female. So therefore, they're always going to treat her as gay. Mm-hmm. And it's two different conversations because that's the other thing is they try to over sexualize the situation like. A 12-year-old shouldn't be sexually attractive, period, to anything. And that's not what she's saying. She's not telling you about... She's like, yeah, I might be into boys. That's kind of what I think is happening. I don't know. Not the issue we're talking about here. What we're talking about is the fact that she didn't feel like a boy. Let me let And me doesn't you think a like bit, a boy. Don't worry. I did a little research on okay. this. I watched the Dwayne Wade documentary because my wife wanted to watch that dumb shit. Okay. I know about Dwayne Wade life. Why the fuck I need to watch this shit? This is why I watched it. <laughs> Zion was Zaya from three. Yes. Like I, I was watching it. And I was like, that baby was gay. Like it was, <laughs> or, you know, it was something queer about that child. Yes. From 
a long time ago. And you could tell D-Wade didn't know what was going on because there's a lot of like home video shit. Which is you, something that he's admitted to multiple yeah, times. You could tell that he knew, but he didn't know what to do yeah. the entire time that he had uh, Zion, or Zion at the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, get the fuck out of here with people or parents saying you don't let a 12-year-old make that decision. Dog, you've been he been knowing from... Ever. There was no choice to be made. Yeah. The choice was on the parents' part to support her, which is what they did. And they're not chopping anything off. Yeah, that's the other thing. I was like, no one no one would approve surgery right now. Yeah. there It wouldn't happen. And if there is any hormones that are introduced, they're not going to be so aggressive that it's not reversible. If she does feel like she's more maybe either because they're what other people don't understand is there are literally people in this world that don't feel like they're either. They feel like they're a fluidity in between. And yes, there are people that have transitioned grown ass adults who transitioned and then transitioned back and or found something in between because we're still learning. There was a point in time where none of this was even possible to even talk about. Mm -hmm. So everything gets boxed into these very aggressively different corners and science has just now gotten to the point to where we can try to reach mm-hmm. a happy medium or somewhere where people feel most comfortable. And that's the other thing is people think that the, like the internet and what our times and society is now is making it possible. This has been a thing forever, which is the other thing that I said before. And there's constant documentation of it and not just people just playing it like, or people like cross-dressing or anything like that. There have been entities and biological entities in nature, in humans, whatever, of things being different from the like, the, the most of the world is not this, uh, what's the word I'm thinking for? Binary that we try to put everything on. It's the same thing that we talk about all the time where sometimes things aren't just black or white. There is almost always a gray area mm-hmm. and this happens with human nature as well, as well as animal nature. It literally, everything in life is, for whatever reason, we've tried to put these labels on things because we don't like things that we don't understand. And we're so uncomfortable with things that we don't understand that we don't even attempt to wrap our minds around it. It just needs to be labeled, wrap it up in a bow, and put it either in the yes or no category. You, you got on that soapbox. <laughs> It's just so crazy to me that people have so but, much concern about it and just swear that it's going to affect their children. Let me, I want to hold my hand up. Okay. Miss Miss Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make a lot of sense. And <laughs> uh, everything you said was factual. Opening a mouth. <laughs> but I fuck with Boosie for this. Okay. Let me explain why. <laughs> Boosie, uh, we say it all the time. We are from the South. Boosie is a hundred percent that ignorant ass uncle who speaks with zero education. Went but to prison. Went to prison. <laughs> seen some crazy shit in there, and it's he's saying things that need to be said, but no education behind it. Mm-hmm. So I feel no like, bias. Yeah, he's just talking. So with Boosie, I think the original the original thing that. Well, it was, he said he's been saying wild shit. Mm-hmm. He's problematic as fuck. Mm-hmm. But what caught wind was uh, the don't cut that boy dick off. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, he was wrong as fuck. But he started the conversation as did they even talk about cutting the baby dick off? Now we got to have that. Like, let's mm-hmm. discuss 
No, they didn't say that. Whatever, whatever. But we all have that one family member may have good intentions, but it's just dumb as shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what the fuck Boosie is. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when he say shit, I'm like, you dumb. But we needed to, t- let's go and discuss it now that you said this dumb because shit. Because he has opened up this conversation to a whole range of people that never even would have concerned right, themselves with you, it. You gotta and ad- tried to read anything or listen or see anything about right. it. Right. You, you have to understand that there's a corner of this world that don't know like a presidential election is happening and shit. <laughs> like they only know what's in their community and Boosie is a pillar of a certain community. Mm-hmm. So if he's talking about, you may have heard like, oh, D-Wade, D- boy now, girl, you might, that's gay, whatever. Yeah, that happens out there. Yeah. With them. But now that that's Boosie brings that it to your door. That's the that goes on out there in California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boosie brings it to your door and he's talking about, you know, trans and don't cut his, don't cut that boy dick off, dog. Which was the funniest part of the whole thing. Don't cut that boy dick off, man. <laughs> that was just some of the stupidest shit. Well, and it brings light to the fact that people don't understand what the concept of everything yeah. is. Because that's not what anybody said was right. going to happen. But, but that's people's immediate thing. Exactly. And, you, you, and that's the thing that I, want, I wanted to pose. But I was like, I'm not about to get in this de- debate with nobody. But for y'all to be so concerned about things being gay and inappropriate, you're very, very... Uh, Ew. <laughs> You're very, very preoccupied with this child's genitalia. Yeah. Think about that <laughs> while you're doing all of that. There was something else Boosie said that was problematic the next day or like a few days afterwards, but I can't remember what it was. I don't know. I didn't listen to any of that because I was like, all right, whatever. But we Boosie is problematic, but I think he is the best version. of Like if... Somebody sat down Boosie that was outside of Southern Louisiana because that's where he's from. That's what he's about. And I've been there and I understand the thought processes. Uh, majority of like Southern Louisiana. You take him to, I don't know, uh, Jada Pickett Smith or somebody who has. Red Table Talk? No, just specifically Jada. Oh, just... Not Red Table. Don't put him on public <laughs> humiliation, which is what Snoop is on right now. Bullshit. Just having somebody who understands and has enough clout to teach. And that was the first one I could think of because Jada and Red Table. That's the operative word that you just pulled out to to teach. Yeah. Because you could use, that's what I think a lot of people that are on the understanding side of this don't don't get is here is a teachable moment for you. And instead, you're screaming at people about how wrong and disgusting they are for like how they're talking. And while what they're saying is very offensive... And, like, just mean and, like, feels like everything that you've always heard where there's this, like, beacon of hope and it feels like they're crushing it. This is your moment to talk to them and tell them information they've never gotten before. That's the one thing about any side, uh, whether it's gay, straight, trans, uh, you know, whatever, wherever you fall on the spectrum. When, because I've gotten into Twitter arguments trying to be <laughs> the right version of what you know LGBT wants from a black men, and then I had people or I uh, people from the trans community come and attack me, and I'm like, bro, if you feel like I'm saying something wrong, don't attack me. Let me know what I said wrong Inform so I can me. correct me. Yeah, and there were people that were coming and let me know, you know, you what I feel like what you said was right. 
or some people said, I feel like what you said was wrong and here's why. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, thank you for letting me know that. I'm not taking anything with hate. Like, I don't have any hate here. I'm trying to be inclusive, dog. Mm-hmm. So don't be a dick about it. And I feel like the same thing with Boosie. Just because you have wealth, just because you have notoriety, just because you are a public figure does not mean that they're above teaching. And especially when it comes to this, because this is something majority of nobody. Yeah, we're we're in the dark. Yeah, we all need to learn something. Mm -hmm. So that shit was wrong, but let him know. And I'm pretty sure somebody came up to him. Yeah. And the fact is, at the end of the day, what I really just want, really, even if you don't agree with it or whatever, the talking about trans people is if they are not a thing, they are not humans, they are not real. That's that's what has to stop at the end of the day. If you don't understand it, don't ever want to understand it, like feel calling like them it's and shit, going to like, hell. Yeah, that's your prerogative. But the fact is that one of the highest murder rates demographically is black trans women, and you don't understand how your language is perpetuating the mindset of those people that are killing those women. Mm-hmm. Like that's there's there's no that's not a coincidence. It's happening because y'all are talking about these human beings as as if they're not human. So they're ending up in these situations where people feel like they can do whatever to them because that's just murders. We're not talking about assault, whether sexually or, yeah, any of that. Like, they're treated like some of the, the worst treatment in this country and around the world. And speaking like that with all that hate and that malice is just perpetuating that. So yeah. if nothing else, just stop that. Just you don't and if you don't want to learn, fine. If you want to, go to someone and ask, like D Way did. Right. When he realized I'm out of my element. That's the best and if you way. don't know, you can always just say, I don't know. That's the best way. If you don't know, learn. Get woke, y'all. But, and uh, don't take everything Boosie says too seriously. Yeah. That, <laughs> A hundred percent. If you didn't get anything else from me, not trying to cancel Boosie, like I'm pretty sure it was at least ten percent of him just joking, him taking a subject, talking shit because he done found a newfound life on the internet. Jordan, go ahead and wrap us up, bro. (laughs) Well, this week we learned that if you shout something loud enough into the void that is the internet, the internet will always provide, no matter how justified. Now, you have the option to either choose to ignore it, but more than likely, you'll just end up shouting into that void, too, and the cycle continues. And donating to it, you dumb <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Anyways, man, thanks for that. B, uh, as always, man, thank you for listening. We fucks with y'all, man. Uh, I've been monitoring the numbers. It's getting a little bit more consistent. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh as always, like, review, share, do all the things to get this to your friends and family. What I'm going to start doing is doing that shit at the beginning because people be losing interest at the end. <laughs> and Naturally. I need y'all I need y'all to, uh, you know, before you stop giving a fuck about us, do the right thing and share it. <laughs> be like, hey, man, my homeboy Charles, he, he do this podcast. Y'all should listen. My homegirl Jordan, she does this podcast with this crazy dude. Y'all should listen. You know, do the right thing, like Spike Lee says. That's enough crying, though. Okay. So, as always, just don't be the next meme, bruh. Holla. Peace.